Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, and defend its honor. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. My intro was a little longer this week and I'm fine with that. <laughs> Our intros are always different, so. They're always different, yeah, I think that's fun. Um, so, this week we don't have any new news, so we are just going to get right into talking about... The third episode of season three, which is called One of Us, One of Them, which, if you remember, is also just company policy. They could have called it just company policy, you know? Mmm. One of Us, One of Them is a little zazzier. That's true. That's true. You, everyone's strapped in? Siler sure is. <laughs> Damn you for stealing my joke! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> start off the episode with kind of taking a step back to the cliffhanger of last week. Siler strapped down, Angela rolling up on his bed, being all like, guess what, bitch? I'm your mom. <laughs> and <laughs> she continues with this talk after Siler is shocked by this revelation, saying that she should have never given him up for adoption, but now she's going to take care of him just like a good mother. Continues stroking Siler's ego, saying that he is indeed very special and he needs to be strong for what's to come. And then she calls someone in the room with them. She calls Bridget in the room. And she explains that this lady can, any object that she touches, see its history. And that Siler is going to need this for some reason. So we'll see why. And Siler's like, I don't know why she's here. You're going to like try to like use it on me. And Angela's like, no, she's here to feed you. And she pulls his nose drip out. And we then see Angela leave the room and then screaming as she walks away. Yikes. I like that she actually flinches when she screams. It's like, you knew what was coming. You knew what you left in there. Angela, Angela, Angela. Oh, God. That whole exchange just like, uh, she's going to do what any good mother's going to do. She's going to feed him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yum, yum, and yum, like, yum. not only is she being handsy with his ego, she's being handsy with him, too. <laughs> I guess that's just a Petrelli thing. It really is. <laughs> They're a very touchy family. Mm-hmm. Um, very touchy hands. No personal space. No. Mm-mm. Not for them. Because they're oh, close. Oh, goodness. <laughs> they're very close. Yeah. Rip Bridget. <laughs> Rip that girl we just met. I like it because it's like at first you're all, oh, he, you know, it's going to be like another Candace thing. No, no, it's not. Never, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> that's not his partner. That's lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. If I may. Lunch, even though he doesn't eat the brains as we were told. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, we, we done learned that he doesn't eat brains at all. And yet that metaphor remains. Elsewhere. Yes. In fact, in D.C., let's go to D.C. Tracy is sitting alone and she's looking at a rose and she touches the rose and it freezes and we we realize that she's done this to several roses so she got a bouquet of roses and has slowly been freezing them one by one so kind of testing out her power and we cut to nathan who is in a flurry of of activity as he's getting his office ready and he's like if tracy's there yet and they're like no she hasn't come in yet and he's like "Hmm, okay but he doesn't get to dwell on that for very long because who else should just suddenly pop in but future peter he, there's no pretense. He's just full-on future Peter scar and all. He's just like, hey. <laughs> and Nathan's all like, so where is my actual brother? Because I just got a very concerning message. And he plays the message for him, which was, 
uh, Peter and Jesse being like, look out for someone who looks like me. You know, I'm in the sky. Da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> we then get to actually see Jesse in the car with the three other baddies as they roll up to a bank. And so it appears that they have a plan to rob the bank because Peter's all like, oh, we should come back when it's night and there's less people here. And Knox is like, no, that's not the plan. So they're going to rob the bank and they also have some other plan going on at the same time. Oh, man. Do you want to talk about the high drama of when they come into the bank? Uh, it's not there yet. It's not? Is it? I don't think... I think they just... Do they just roll... Listen, my notes aren't great and it's been three days, so... <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. They, they go right in. They go right oh, yeah, in okay. and they do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they roll right into the bank. It's hard when to get on the ground and I believe Flint fires off his uh, fire, doesn't he? He does, and the German closes the blinds in, like, a very dramatic fashion, because they're big metal blinds. Mm, yes. Little powers being shown off. Oh, no. Oh, no. How's Peter going to get out of this pickle? <laughs> I don't know. He's in a real tight space now. He's in a spot. <laughs> yeah, so, they're villains, Claire, and they're going to go rob a bank, but do more? Question mark? They have some kind of plan. They sure do. Or at least one of them does. Mm-hmm. Knox clearly being the, the de facto leader of the group. Yes. Which we um, didn't mention this when we were introduced to him, but that is uh, Jamie Hector, who played a very significant role on The Wire. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yep. A couple Wire people are going to show up just in this volume alone on the show. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I forgot because we mentioned him, like, several episodes back, like, we were talking about the, like, deleted scene stuff. Mm -hmm. So it didn't even occur to me to, like, do an introduction. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, we should mention this because he is um, terrifying on the wire. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's see. Back in level five, uh, we see that Noah is there and he's joined Angela. And she's like, huh, I expected you back earlier because all these people escaped and you put most of them away. And I was like, no, 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 I need to be real clear about this. I'm not here to re-enlist. I'm only here to, you know, handle this business. And then I'm, I'm out. I'm out, damn it. I'm out. No one believes that. Um, <laughs> he's not out. He can't be out. He's never <laughs> out, Rachel. <laughs> he's just too good, man. He's just too good. And, and he ultimately likes it. Um... He's like, I'm going to need my old partner. And it's like, hey, the Haitian. And she's like, yeah, the Haitian's unavailable. He's on a pickup assignment for me. And he's like, mm, company policy, bud. There's always one of us, one of them. That's how it's always been. And she's like, ah, don't worry. I have the perfect one of them in mind. As Bridget's body is rolled away in the background. Meet your new partner. And it's Siler. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh like such a, just a fucking dork every single time I watch this episode. Just when Siler is just casually washing murder blood off his hands and he turns to face his quote unquote mom and Noah. And Noah's just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I lose it every single time because uh, Quinto and Colvin just play it so well off each other. And uh, the score does a cool little thing here, too, where it's they add some extra string instruments that kind of clash against Siler's ticking clocks theme. It's like, oh, that's kind of a fun little little evolution of, uh, of, of his music. And um, I like Angela's expression on her face here because she's like she's hopeful, but she's anxious, but she's also like determined. Like this has like I have to stay strong. This is what I have to do kind of thing. Mm hmm. 
mm-hmm. which is going to matter later. And all Siler does is he just looks up at Noah and he just does a little smirk. Ushiro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, old friend. Yeah. Oh, look, Noah. Hi. What's up? <laughs> Hi. Hello, friend. Hello, person and I secretly looked up look up to. I mean, what? I mean, you know, I don't have daddy issues. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. So after Wush Heroes, we return to the bank. And the scene at the bank is, you know, they're collecting the phones. They're, they're doing the whole thing. And Jesse, quote, quote, tells everyone to keep their heads down. And it's getting clearer to Knox that something's not quite right with his bud. And we see the German, he's trying to open up a safe. And we look at, you know, the whole, like, scene with everyone on the ground. And there's this bank teller, and she's trying to hit the alarm button. But Flint catches her, and she's fucking petrified. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, you are. And he grabs her, and he's like, but don't worry, you can work it off. Ugh. Ugh. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, I hear that Stockholm Syndrome is like Spanish flag. Excuse me, I need to go throw up again. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow. But that's Flint. We saw him, like, fucking around with L. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's him. Mm-hmm. He's clearly a person who needs to be locked up in a concrete cell for fucking ever. Uh, Jesse, quote, quote, Peter, um, gets him to stop fucking around with her. And the German gets the safe cracked. Oh, boy. They're going to get the money, honey. Mm-hmm. The, the bank job is going on. <laughs> dun, dun. Dun, dun. Anything to add to that? <laughs> no, I think you covered it. It's pretty, like, a lot of this stuff is pretty cut and dry until later in the episode, I think. It's a lot like, back and there's... forthy little, like, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, would you like some breakfast? Some waffles, perhaps? Yes, I'd love some waffles. God, I really would, too. Um, the Bennets are having waffles and bacon. And Meredith's there, and she's eating breakfast with the fam, and she's fully trying to light her cigarette up at the table. And, <laughs> and Lyle's like, um, Mom? Just fucking narking on her. And <laughs> <laughs> he's such a little narc. And uh, she realizes, oh, whoops, I-, I guess I can't do that. Sorry. And there's just such great immediate tension the entire time between Meredith and Sandra. Mm-hmm. And Lyle's like, okay, so why, why, why are you here again? Kind of thing. And she's like, you know, your dad asked me to help protect you guys while he's away. And he has the best line in the episode. He's like, with fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has more lines in this one than almost any other episode. And uh, they're all worth it. So <laughs> I think you're good right. Job, Lyle. I think you're right. I think he does like barely. And so Claire go- comes downstairs for breakfast and she tells Sandra, she's like, nah, nah, I'm not going back to school anymore. Life's never going to be normal for me. So why should I even keep pretending? This is some bullshit. And I'm going to start my new life now. And she's clearly mad that Noah's out there helping people and, you know, that she isn't. And Sandra's being like conventional mom, like, no, Claire, you're going to go to school. You're going to be normal. And Mira starts being a cool mom about it. <laughs> And uh, you can tell Sandra's not fucking into this at all because she did not raise her, goddammit. She's like, that's so great. She does that thing that Southern people do when they're really, really sweet to you, but really they're just telling you to fuck right off. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, I'm thrilled you're here to protect us, but I know how to talk to my daughter. Thank you. Ooh. Ooh. You can't get burned, but did you feel that? (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. 
Uh, yeah, so tension in the Bennett household, as always. Yep. <laughs> so. An interesting tension, for sure. It is, because it's, it's great, because it's like, okay, I understand your, your thought process here, Noah, but, like, goddamn how that must have made Sandra feel, and, and, and clearly makes her feel, so. Who else would he have asked? I know, right? And I mean, like, I get it. That is her biological mom, so, and she does have experience. Like, he probably had a mental checklist, like, okay, who can I ask to kind of, like, keep an eye on them? Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 Well. <laughs> his face, his facial expressions, he's just like the kombucha girl. He's like, oh, oh? no, no. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. No. The kombucha girl who has a name. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. So that's going on what's uh what's what's her dad up to though well he's having a little little conversation inside bob's old office with siler and angela and it was like he tried to kill claire what the hell and so i was like she can't die you really don't understand her <laughs> I <was> like siler <laughs> please <laughs> i love it <laughs> and noah just immediately goes for the he's a murderer and angela's all well you and gabriel have more in common than you care to admit. Oh. Yeah, like, oh, I guess you killed yeah. some people too, Noah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> and she's like, listen, he just needs some structure, which is what I think he would gain being with you, Noah. And I'm going to put him in play regardless of you being there. So you can either hold his leash or not. <laughs> so. And you know he couldn't say no to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Going to do it with or without you, bud. Oh my god, yep. I-, I love his whole, like, you really don't understand her, do you? And he immediately levels his gun at, her- at his head. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, nope, I'm not doing this. Understand this, alright? <laughs> and fucking Siler's face, he was like, oh, do it, do it. <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> I dare you, yeah. Mm. Oh man. Prove me right even if I die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's their whole fucking dynamic. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And it's great. And I'm so glad that the show did this. Mm-hmm. Two, oh. like, mortal enemies, one would argue. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it's not going to stop either. It's only going to keep going. The most mortal of enemies of anyone on this show. <laughs> yes, easily. Since day one, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, from, you know, New York, let's go to, to Germany? Oh. And we see Hero and Ando in Germany outside of a theater. There's like a big Buster Keaton like uh, marathon going on. And this is where the metal had told him Daphne was going to be. And suddenly Daphne rolls up to them like, why are you following me? And they're like, nemesis. Like there's a whole exchange that I didn't write down. Keisha, do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> like, so I, took um, I wrote down some of it, but not all of it. Because it is, you know, a whole thing. And I didn't want to take three hours to watch an episode. Okay, so... Daphne shows up and he's like nemesis and she's like stop calling me that like she's clearly irritated by it and uh just that she's there to intercept the handoff for the other half of the formula since you know the other part's already been delivered and paid for and he says that she's too uh he calls her overconfident he's like ah just like a nemesis to be so overconfident that you know she's just gonna win and she's just, and, 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 you know, as I said to Rachel before we started recording, this is one of my favorite lines in the whole show, when she just looks at Hero and she's like, hmm, you're 0 for 2, Pikachu. That's just regular confidence. <laughs> and she practically boops his nose and he's like, Pikachu! 
gets very angry about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and then take it from here, Rachel. Yeah, so she had revealed to them that the other half of the formula is gone already to the buyer. And so she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go get the next one. And she starts to run off, but oh, wait, she can't run? She just kind of <laughs> like jogs regular speed ahead of them. And she's like, huh. And then Hero tries to use his power. Also a no-go. He can't use it. And then we see the Haitian walk in. Here he is on his quest with it for Angela. <laughs> on his pickup job. And oh boy. importantly, Hero recognizes the Haitian from the future and realizes, huh, he stopped my power then, so he must be what's keeping us from doing our stuff now. Good continuity, honestly. Mm-hmm. For him to remember that, so. Like, this is the guy in that terrible future. <laughs> this is the guy I almost got killed because of. Yeah, they were, I was going to get killed, but instead Mohinder luckily killed him instead. Yep, because Mohinder's a wild card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mohinder is... And is, is not in this episode. Yeah, I was going to say, Mohinder nope. is not in here. <laughs> nope. He's got a lot of chocolate milk to drink and a lot of Maya to fuck. So. And, I guess, scales or scabs to pick off, so... And scabs to pick off, yeah. He's dealing with his own shit. He's busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, someone's missing. And <laughs> there it is. Mohinder's not in this episode. Who else isn't in here? Yep. Just him, I think. Just him. I think Nathan's barely in it. Nathan's barely in it, but he is still in yes. it. And he does have, like, a good scene with Tracy. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, leaving Germany. Like, yeah, again, this episode, like, back and forth so much. It it does that. It's kind of that thing they did in season two a lot, where it's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Claire leaving the house to go to school. And Meredith is waiting outside for her by her car. And Meredith's like, um, so what's with the superhero kick all of a sudden? Because, you know, she wants to go out catch baddies. And Claire's like, I keep trying to be normal, but by being normal, I keep ending up being the victim. And then Meredith asks, well, how are you going to learn how to fight then? And Claire's like, well, maybe you can be the one to show me how to fight since my dad's a dick and won't tell me how to fight. They're just like, be normal, Claire, be normal, Claire. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And Meredith is like, you know what? Sure. Let's play hooky. So Meredith's going to teach Claire how to fight. She's such a cool mom, TM. Yeah, she's the cool mom. Yeah, let's play hooky. That's fine. Claire just wants to kick some ass. She does. And there's no actual ulterior motive for this that is hiding her (laughs) trauma or anything. If she would have gotten the offer from Mike and do superhero team, she'd be down. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would like to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you mentioned, Nathan's not in this episode very much, but he sure as hell shows up in the next scene. Mm -hmm. He's at Tracy's place. And he's like, WTF, mate, you missed my swearing in. And you can tell she's freaking out about all this Nikki stuff. And she gets, you know, the video that she'd gotten a hold of. And she shows the video from season one of Nathan and Nikki together. And she's like, tell me who the hell she is. And Nathan's like, I'm seeing an invisible Linderman, so I still kind of think that's you. (laughs) I can't convince myself otherwise. (laughs) It's kind of the subtext there. (laughs) Um, he's like, you know, I'm just, you know, they're all like, I'm just waiting for this all to make sense. And, uh, she's having a hard time finding her. And the only thing she could find was an address in New Orleans. So she is gonna just decide to hop on a plane and go to New Orleans and maybe try to get some answers. Yeah. I love that Nathan's still like, so you really aren't Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, just, just, just be real with me. It's just us, just us alone here. Like, it's you, right? <laughs> It's like, come on, Nikki. She's like, I'm not Nikki. 
I love that so much that they just have him being like, really, though? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Back at the bank, the villains are getting ready to leave with their money, but uh, Knox doesn't really seem like he's in a big hurry. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we gotta go, bud. The cops are here. I don't know how, but they are. And he's like, oh, I called them. And it's like, oh, no. (laughs) This shit wasn't about money. It was mostly about revenge. And the German's like, what? He just wants to take his money and leave. He's like, I'm not tangling with the company again. Like, I'm out. And if you've ever seen um, a gang movie or heist movie or anything like that, you know that he gonna die because he <laughs> don't get to just leave. That's not how that works. Um, so you can see that all those scared people are just giving Knox like a Super Saiyan power up, basically. And so he goes right over to the German as the German's like, nah, fuck this, I'm out. And he punches his chest open and he rips his heart out. <laughs> Rip that guy. Vampire Diaries Oh my god. <laughs> oh. God. I, I'm really bummed out that you <laughs> Who does that the most? Would you say that's like he Elijah's him or like... Fuck. Who does it the most? It's gotta be Elijah. That's like his big move. I think, yeah. Yeah. I'd say Klaus, but I so think So is it more of like an originals thing then? True, true. Than, than TVD? Yeah, he Elijah's him, I'd say. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, aw. <laughs> yeah, rips his heart right out. Goodbye the German, whose name we do not know. And we see Knox go on a bit of a villain monologue, because his true plan was to get the attention of uh, our, our one and only favorite company man, Noah Bennett. And he's like... When he gets here, I'm going to beat his horn rim glasses right into his skull. And he grins. And Peter's like, ha, yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Milo gets to do some really great facial expressions of this episode. And that was one of them. He's like, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rut row. So that's the real plan. This is a trap for Bennett. Yep. I like that. He's just going to walk right into it. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like that two things. Number one, this was oh. apparently Jesse's plan. Uh-huh. And number two, after the German gets killed, Flit changes his tune real fast. Like, okay, so what's the plan? Because <laughs> he was not Flint happy knows, about the cops showing up either. <laughs> Flit knows that some people are born to be henchmen, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the ideas guy of the group, all right? He, he sure is not, no. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. That's so true. Yeah, so Knox is still looking at Jesse kind of weird, like, this was your plan. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Peter, you're really bad at pretending to be this guy you know nothing about. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Peter has no chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of no chill, <laughs> Matt's with the Sutu in Africa. <laughs> Just fully hammering him with questions. Ever the detective, as future Peter might say. And, uh, Usutu's like, dude, you gotta go on a spirit walk. I went on a spirit walk when I was a boy, and I thought I was still, yeah, I thought I was supposed to be hunting, and no, it told me to gather, so I gathered a bunch of berries, and I used the berries, and I used them to make colors, and I painted with those colors. And you know who I painted, Parkman? <laughs> you. It's all I've ever painted. It's just you over and over and over again. Like, I've seen your whole life, bud. And we see it. We see on various stones and uh, boulders that 
he's painted all different kinds of highlights of Matt Parkman's life. We see Jessica throwing him out the window. We see him next to Glowy Hands emo bang Peter. Um, we, we see all these like little bits that we've seen, mostly season one. And uh, yeah, it, it's like, oh shit, this is this is weird. These guys are linked in a weird way. Also, I have to say, I love how the makeup department is not shy about giving him really gross sun blister burns because Matt would totally have these in that instance. It's a good, smart detail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's fully exposed right now <laughs> and he's not ready. So yeah, I know. I just always like that. I was like, wow, his face is getting gross and it should be. So. Yeah, he's been out in the sun for a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Asuti's been painting him since he was a kid. That's kind of weird, right? <laughs> very weird, very specific. Very um, very fate, very destiny. Mm-hmm. It's not like we had a whole bunch so. of scenes featuring a lot of the other heroes and no Matt. No, it's just all Matt. Yeah, just a lot of Matt. Matt, 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 Matt. Mm-hmm. Shall we go to New York again? Yeah, yeah. How's how's Tyler? How's he doing? So he's learned a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm, he's trying to process, you know. He's mm. in Bob's office getting suited up, and Angela comes in, and you can kind of see he looks at her like he's still not quite sure of what her deal is. But he very quickly is swayed to her side because Angela knows all of the right things to say. <laughs> yep. And you know he's like, you know, he's right. I'm a murderer, and she's like, oh, sweetie. It's a hunger you can't control, and we'll fix that. Here we go, boys. <laughs> it's time oh, for the God. hunger. Not the hunger. <laughs> <laughs> Noah walks in, and he turns on the news. And guess what's on the news? It's that bank robbery. <laughs> and he asks Angela if Siler is ready. Oh, my gosh. Um, I love how you're like, she knows all the right things to say. I'm like, yeah, she talks shit about his parents. Mm-hmm. And he's into that as a concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that you weren't the son of a watch repairman and a woman that collects Hummel figurines, and she practically laughs when she says it. It's so good. Oh, boy. <laughs> she knows all the right things to say. She sure mm-hmm. does. Silver tongue, what? That's her, though. And um, <laughs> I love, okay, so when Noah walks in, and he's like, I think we got him, and Angela goes over to him, and she's like, okay, so Peter is in the body of one of those escapees. And I love that Noah just doesn't even question it for a moment. She might as well have been like, so the company car needs gas before you go. He's just like, okay, which one? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. And he's like, all right. <laughs> I won't kill them all, I guess. He's seen a lot of weird shit in his day. He's like, that's not even something to it. question. No, it, it, that's exactly the right way to write it and play it. Like, yeah, he's just like, okay, and? <laughs> like... I wonder if Siler, like, it was like, huh, for like three seconds, but then like, oh, no, it's not questioning it. I won't question it. It's okay. I know. He's like, what? <laughs> he's in the corner, huh? <laughs> Peter? That guy? That guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And on a personal note, can I just comment that in my heavy fan work days, how much of a fucking bitch and a half that scene was to do anything with in Photoshop because of the natural lighting? Ugh. <laughs> haunts me to this day you hate bob's office why i hate bob's office it's not my least favorite set but it's one of them (laughs) just purely for editing (laughs) purely for editing purely for i want to make a gif of siler and it's like god damn it like yeah Mm -hmm, anyway (laughs) anywho anywho back to germany where the haitian fully goes into one of the buster keaton movies and sits down 
Hero and Andal follow in, sit down several rows behind him, and kind of watch to wait to see what happens. And Andal's like, can I get popcorn? And Hero's like, no. And it's like, god damn, Hero, let the man get some popcorn. That's what I said. I said, give Andal some popcorn, damn it. <sighs> But Andal does get some popcorn, because who sits right behind them and right in between them? Mm-hmm. But Daphne. And she offers Andal some popcorn. And um, it's a little nemesis again, back and forth between Hero and Daphne. It's too cute. And while Hero is, like, just sniping at her, Andal's trying to, like, actually make conversation and get information. Like a normal human being. <laughs> like, uh, one could argue, the far more successful part of this duo at the moment. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, well, why did you, why do you do this? Why you take the, why did you take the formula? And she's like, well, I get paid to get things. That's her job. She's a fetch girl. Which she's yeah. really good at because she can go really fast. Yeah, she's not evil. She just, you know, everyone's got to get paid, son. Mm-hmm. And she's also trying to poke a little, like, wedge in between Hero and Ando because she can sense there's some kind of tension happening there. Where, like, Hero's, like, brushing him off really quickly and Ando's kind of being like, why? You know? And while they're talking, they notice that the Haitian is now on the move. He got up from his seat. So. Oh, boy. I have to go see what happens next. I love when Daphne leans in. The first thing Hero does is put up his dukes. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh <laughs> It's like, what is that going to do? <laughs> you can't hit anyone. <laughs> Try to oh, block, man. maybe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Shit. But yeah, I really did like uh, Ando getting the chance to sort of like relate to Daphne as like a person. Because yeah, she's not this like evil villainous. She's just doing a job. Like, you know, the whole volume is called villains. And it's like, well, you know, she's just doing what she's got to do. And I mean... Morally, it might be questionable sometimes, but hey, we all got to eat, so. I understand why Hero is not paranoid everyone is the villain after his season two journey. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> or he kind of made, he air quote made, I know, you and I argue that he actually made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made a villain. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he's just paranoid of everyone, including Ando, because we saw what Ando did in the future. So he's still like, Ando, where? Did he ever think that maybe if he let him get popcorn, he wouldn't have killed him in the future? I'm just saying. Agreed, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, it would take him like a minute to get up and get popcorn and a soda. The theater wasn't yeah, very shit. busy. No, it wasn't. And it looked like good popcorn. It did. <laughs> anyway, back to Africa. <laughs> back to Africa. Where, um, or Sutu is trying to get, like, ready to do something with Matt, and... Matt's still looking at the paintings, and he's like, this all happened, man. This is like, you know, I I did this. How do you know this? And he's like, the future can only be the future for so long, and then it's the present. And Matt's looking around, and he's like, this hasn't happened yet. And it's a painting with him next to a woman with short, like, platinum blonde hair, very Daphne-looking, and she's holding a baby. And they look very happy. It's like, oh, what's this? And um, Usuchu sees it and he's like, but that future has changed. And he immediately paints over it. <laughs> like, paints white Bye. over it. Like, Goodbye, happy ending. Like, forget this. This is not what's happening. And Matt's just like, what the hell? And Usuchu puts on some headphones and starts painting over what he just painted. And Matt's like, what are you doing? And he grabs him, turns him around, and we get to see that he has the white Isaac, Peter, Siler, the premonition eyes going on. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. He's inducted into the contact lens club. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting how mm, I think pretty much all of the Parkman Boulder paintings are from season one. Yeah, I don't. I, I, you know what? 
I was thinking that too. <laughs> I don't think there's a single one from season two. Not that I could but see. But what yeah. was, did he have a notable scene in season two? I mean, the stuff with his dad. Yeah, there could have been something with, like, you saw, like, uh, Maury in there. Yeah, but, like, you didn't. Like, I, I would bet a lot of money there's just season one stuff there. It didn't... I was trying to look in the background and stuff. I couldn't see anything. No, I agree. I only saw see. season one. There was, like, the Kirby Plaza stuff. There was, like, him finding Molly, etc., etc. Usutu's like, no, nah, I'm not that into season two. <laughs> uh, I, I think season one's the best season, and I'm only going to paint from it. I'm grinning. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I'm just doing like a little smirk. I can, I can tell you are. I can tell you are. Uh, yeah, take us back to the bank. Back at the bank, where most of the action in this episode happens, really. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of back and forth to it. Uh, Jesse, Peter, Peter, Jesse, Jeter, Pessy says he doesn't want payback anymore. And Knox is like, "Yeah, um, no, you were the one that wouldn't shut up about it. Like this was your plan: one-stop shopping, revenge, and retirement." I never told you this, but you actually, you gave me hope listening to you in that cell. And you probably even saved my life. And quote unquote, Jesse says he's anxious because he doesn't want to go back. He doesn't want to be trapped and powerless again. And Knox is like, yeah, yeah, you probably miss everyone back in Detroit too, your friends and family. And I was like, oh, Peter, if I could be that Tom Hardy gift from Mad Max, that's bait. (laughs) (laughs) Like, shit. And Peter, bless his little heart. He's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And Knox is like, hmm, except Jesse's family's from Vegas and he ain't got no friends. (laughs) And I was like, what about you, Knox? Aren't you his friend? I guess not. I guess not. And he throws Peter. Oh, the drama. So, God damn it, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) I like at the very beginning, I think Flint questions like, what if he doesn't show? Or I don't know if it was Flint or if it's Peter. It's one of the two. One of the two ones that are still alive. And and uh, Knox is like, he always does. He's like Santa Claus. I think it... Oh, fuck, now I can't remember who it was either. But yeah, he's like Santa Claus. Yep. He always shows mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Uh, people with powers, gotta do something about that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Because meanwhile, look who rolls up at the <laughs> bank. It's it's Noah and Siler. Wow, he was right. And uh, he's trying to make Siler realize that he's being manipulated. He's like, you know, you realize that she's just playing the both of us. This is all just one big game to her. And he's like, hmm, maybe, but aren't you curious to see how it all plays out? They played that on the um, on the promo. I remember it very yes. clearly. That was that was what they played on the like next week on Heroes kind of thing. And so Noah's very much like he doesn't want Seller to do very much. He basically wants him to just sit down and shut up. <laughs> Which are two things Siler's great at. No, they're not. And so he's like, I'm going to take care of the escapees and Petrelli. And Siler's all pouty. He's like, that sounds like a one-sided partnership. <laughs> he was really excited for this job shadow day and Noah's taking it away from him. <laughs> and uh, Noah just flips around on him and he's like, well, this is how it's going to be, basically. And I was like, oh my god, don't tell him what to do. You never tell Siler what to do. He will immediately do the opposite thing. He's... He's incorrigible. <laughs> and so Siler decides on his own that he is going to take control. And um, so I figured out that Siler's love of personas is comparable to that of Roger from American Dad. Like, <laughs> oh, he just fucking loves playing characters. So he immediately affects this accent, which, okay, we were told back in the day that that was like basically a Pennsylvania accent. 
Um, cause Zachary Quinto was born in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And so that really specific, like weird kind of not quite New York. That's what he was doing. He was just slipping into that. So that's a fun little tidbit. Yeah. So he pretends to be agent Andrew Hansen from the FBI. Cough. Remember Audrey Hansen from the FBI? <laughs> God, he's such a bastard. All right. And he just busts in there, and he finds, like, who's in charge here? You know, like, this, like, old-timey voice kind of sound. And uh, this cop comes up, and he's like, oh, I am. And he's, like, some sergeant or whatever. And he immediately is like, well, tell me why these barricades, you know, aren't 30 feet back. And meh, meh, meh. Like, like he just knows what he's talking about. And uh, he convinces the guy to do what he says. And he's like, yeah, we're going to need some coffees. Decaf, right, Noah? That's your favorite, right? That's what you like? You like me. I know you like me. Deep down. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> Let me be your son, please. Let me be your son. God damn. You think we're fucking around, but we're not. <laughs> oh. He didn't want Angela Petrelli to be his mom. He wants Noah Bennett to be his dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll find anyone who thinks otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he hates him. Yeah, but, you know, that's kind of his experience with his dad in real life, too. So, in, in real, in real Siler yes. life, like, yeah, he wasn't close with the watchmaker, either. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, yeah. You drink decaf, right, Noah? Right? <laughs> Just, oh, you butt. The look Noah gives him, too, like, you little fucking shit. <laughs> I know! Oh, I'm just, I'm on the moon and back. Mm-hmm. I love it. Alright. Fly me to the moon. So we go back to the bank and we see Flint and Knox are interrogating fake Jesse. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, you know, why are you doing this kind of thing? And, and Peter's like, somebody put me in this body against my will, dude. Like, I had no control over this. I'm not doing anything. And Knox is like, yeah, but when we busted out, you had lots of chances to just leave. Why didn't you? And Peter's like, because you were going to hurt people. And I, I'm Peter goddamn Petrelli and I don't do that. I don't let people do that. And Knox is like, yeah, nobody's that heroic. And I was like, oh, haven't you met Peter goddamn Petrelli? You're about to. He's the most noble man you can imagine. And, and, and it fucks him every single time. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Yeah. Peter goddamn Petrelli. Peter's the hero. Peter, the hero of heroes. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I would say, like, anything to add to that. But it's literally, that's what happens to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So then we cut back to Germany for a brief moment. And we see Angela's aide, she's not given a character name, uh, meet up with the Haitian and they're going to do the exchange for the other half of the formula as Hero and Ando look on. And fun fact, do do um, she is played by, let's see if I can not butcher her name, <clears throat> Olga Sosnovska. And uh, you might be thinking, why is that worth mentioning? Um, I'll, I'll tell you right now. That is Sendel Roman Murphy's wife in real life. Mm-hmm. Family time on heroes. So. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't in the episode, but his wife is. So IMDb yeah. said that she was also in a season one episode, and I was like, "Was she really? Yeah." Really? I also as Angela's which one? Aiden it would, that episode, it would tell you which, but like, it would tell you which one. It could be wrong. I'm like, I was too lazy to go look and see, but yeah. Well, now I'm gonna have to look after this because, like, because like, they what? said it was episode three of season one, and I was like, "Really? Was she though? Was she? Huh?" Really? Yeah. I don't know if that was just a fuck up and someone put the wrong episode and then they put the right one too. I don't know. 
possible. I mean, that's the fun with IMDb. People can edit it, but... Which, um, take a sidebar here. So many people were obsessed with fucking Claude coming back because it would always be on IMDb. Oh my god, that's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking of when I said those words. It's like, anyone can edit IMDb. Ignore it. Like, for the longest time, every single season, people would throw in Eccleston on an episode. And people would be like, oh, and I'd be like, keep, just calm down. He's not, that would be news. You couldn't keep that mm-hmm, secret. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Especially because, like, um, if I may take another sidebar to mm-hmm. your sidebar, um, a sidecar to your sidebar, um, this show was paparazzied like crazy. Yes. They had a hard time keeping any kind of secrets at this point, because this is when they were huge. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, there's a million set fit, uh, photos and stuff just from this episode alone. Like, so if they would have dragged in Eccleston back, everybody would have known about it. Oh, yes. So, yeah. I'm sad that he never got to come back, but, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It, really really would have been cool, but that's, that's okay. His character shows up you again. You know, maybe... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe maybe he can go be part of the um, rebellion with Peter and Siler. He might that? be. He might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just go get all sad for a minute. <laughs> oh, uh, back at the bank once more. Wait, we did. I don't um, think we finished up with the uh, with the theater. Well, you can say that if you if you want, because I, I I've like literally because we got sidebar. Same, we got sidebar with uh, Sentinel's wife. Um, Hero and Andal yes. see this. And Hero's like, turns around and he sees Usher suits behind him and he's like, I've got a plan. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Which is funny because it's like, oh, you're, you're expecting some sort of like slapsticky shenanigans. And maybe you'll get that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. So, we'll find out soon, though. Uh, yeah, now back at the bank, uh, looks like Noah managed to finagle a police Kevlar and he's, he's going in. Siler's like, what's that going to protect you from? Like, hello, you're dealing with people like me. Hi, me. Hi. We're really dangerous. Kev already going to do shit. And Noah's like, nothing. It's for show. And he's handing his glasses over to him, and he's handing his gun over to him, and he's like, you're going in without your gun? And he's like, aw, that's very touching. A monster cares about my well-being. Oh, you dick. <laughs> and Siler very correctly says you're so concerned with proving that you're better than me that you're willing to get yourself killed this is me holding up a 10 10s across the board he fucking nailed it right then and there and it's funny because you know we just did this whole bit about like siler's daddy issues but i'm gonna go further so siler wants to help he wants to do something it's kind of like how claire wants to help how she wants to do something and noah's just shutting, shutting them both down all over the place and I said in my notes, is it weird I'm calling Noah like Siler's dad, maybe, but also maybe not, because <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, he's like, no, you want to do something, you can use that silver tongue of yours to debrief the hostages, because they made a deal. The hostages are going to be released if Noah goes in alone and unarmed. That's the deal. And he's like, so you're going to do that, and under no circumstances whatsoever... Are you going to be anywhere near that buffet in there? You got it? And Siler's like, mm. <laughs> He just wants to protect you, Noah, ultimately. If anyone's going to kill him, it's going to be him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not some rando's job. That's Siler's job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, the, the... Is there any more twisted duo on the show than these two? No. 
Fuck, it's so good. It's so They're a delight good. and a treasure. They are. They are. More people should It's like, because it. Peter and Siler, like, dance around each other. But, yes. like, at the, this is much more, you know, about it. <laughs> Peter and Siler look at each other across the crowded dance hall, and they, like, kind of eye fuck. Um, Siler and Noah straight up tango all over the place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, fully. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. I need, I need a minute to just to just to just sit with my thoughts about that. <laughs> Do you want to tell us what Tracy's doing? What well, what I had something to mention thing? about. Okay, I had something to mention about Siler, and I care. Oh, at the time, I think a lot of people were wondering who the father would be. Oh, if we're if we're full in on Angela being the mother, uh huh. He doesn't quite look exactly like Peter and Nathan. Yeah, he's not Arthur Stock, and also she would adopt him if he were a bastard. She'd adopt him out, like. Yeah, so it's like, who is his father in this, you know? Yeah. I think people were trying to theorize and guess, like, you know, is this someone we haven't met yet? Is this someone we know? Et cetera, you know? They sure were. That was definitely a thing. Um, You're right. That was definitely a thing after Angela was like, I'm your mom. So. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, uh, you know, Daddy Noah over here, so. (laughs) We're not not saying it's Noah. It's not Noah. It's just, you know. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> yeah a lot of people are trying to figure out okay how would that work like you know with the timeline and everything like uh, is he older than peter i guess so what happened in between there you know yeah so yeah i mean that's the thing is you'd have to you'd have to figure out someone it could conceivably be um because peter and nathan i think it was revealed have about an eight-year age difference um mm-hmm. so siler comes in between there he's the middle child oh uh, he is the middle child and <laughs> Pay attention to me! (laughs) Which, all the theorizing at the time was like, Peter is like 25, 26. Mm -hmm. Siler's like at least 29, 30. So you'd have to think about who it could be. I know that people were saying maybe Linderman for a while. And that was mostly because of that old uh, Entertainment Weekly cover. That is true, yeah. I do remember that being thrown around. Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of any other like serious contenders, though. I think a lot of people were leaning on Linderman. It had because in season yeah. two they were all like they all were down to fuck at the company. Apparently, you know. Yeah, whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're like thinking of all the other founders, and you're like, well, it couldn't be this person, and yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And then you know we haven't officially met Arthur Petrelli yet, though we've certainly talked about him a lot. Especially because she said like you know oh I had to let you give you up for adoption, so they're like well, why yep. why yeah. yeah that's like bastard son territory is what that is. So mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. it's also soapy and I love it. <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, he's, he has a dad. It's Noah Bennett. It doesn't matter if Noah wishes to acknowledge that or not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Daddy Noah. Even though like they, they're like, what, like a 10, 15 year age difference. Like That and like, <laughs> Just remember us saying that we think that, you know, Siler wants Noah to be his father for something that comes later. Yes. <laughs> something that comes soon later, like next week later. <laughs> yes. So just remember that. Oh, God. He is, he's such a twisted young man. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's Tracy doing? Well, Tracy has arrived in New Orleans and she rolls into the Sanders house. And we see a very empty funeral <laughs> and a casket. And she's looking at all these photos of Nikki as she walks in, like, someone she was younger and, like, you know, some with her and Micah. 
And she goes to the casket and opens it, and yeah, there's Nikki. She's dead. This isn't Nikki. This is Tracy. Rip. Nikki's dead. Yeah, because the show kind of makes you feel like Nathan sometimes, doesn't it? E- even mm-hmm. though it would be impossible? Question mark. Like, yeah. You're like maybe. Like, could it? I don't you're, know. You're, you're sat there like Peter's living and then the body of another guy. It could be Nikki. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, Nikki is dead. Aw. And she deserved better. She's shaken up by it, so she turns to leave, but not before Micah sees her. And he's like, Mom? And then, like, a few beats and he realizes, no, you're not my mother. And she's like, no, I'm not. And they end up going to Micah's room and he kind of explains to her who Nikki was, because that's part of her thing's like, who is this woman that people think I am? And... She's all, this must be really weird for you. There's a woman here that looks just <laughs> like your mother who just died. And he's like, eh, I've seen shit. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know my life, lady. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, are you special too like my mom was? And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, she had super strength. She was like the Hulk. And Tracy kind of shies away from telling him. And he's like, it's okay if you don't want to talk about it. You know, my mom was having trouble coming to terms with that too. And she's like, well, are you special, Micah? And he's like, yeah, I can talk to machines. You know what? Maybe I can even get you some answers. So he brings his laptop over and he, he looks up, like, her name and Nikki's name and sees if they, like, cross paths at any point. And sure enough, they, he finds out that they were born in the same hospital on the same day to the same doctor. And Micah's like, well, now you know one thing about her. And they both get up, and he gives her a hug and says goodbye. That is what happened in New Orleans. So, yeah, goodbye, Nikki, for real. Mm-hmm. I was wrong freaking several episodes ago when I thought that we'd saw Monica again here. We don't. Yeah, no, not in the version that airs. Nope. I don't even think in the deleted scene. <laughs> well, wasn't it part of, like, uh, Exodus? No? If it was part in there, I don't, there was, I didn't see any, like, scenes with her, though, that were filmed anyway. Okay. Uh, but like, yeah. um, by Monica entirely, I guess. Because while we didn't actually watch the deleted scenes, I did read what they were, and I think one of the ones for this episode is that Damon makes a brief appearance, uh, where like he goes by, but he can't go into the actual funeral or whatever. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. So we've got you know a fun little clue as to why there's all these alley larders going around. Interesting to see where that goes. We're on the trail. We are like little detectives, mm-hmm. like little Matt Parkman's. Well, Maddie Parkman's. Well, Maddie Parkman's had to be a detective. <clears throat> not Nikki, but Tracy's journey in this kind of like discovery is very reminiscent of uh, a show that hasn't happened yet when this aired anyway, which would be Orphan Black. That's very true, isn't it? It's very like Orphan Blackish, but they don't get to go down that full rabbit hole because this show is a full ensemble. So it would have been cool to to get like at least a, a Company Man style episode with the clones. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd have been fun. Now that now that you're mentioning it like that, but. sadly no, we don't get like we we get information, but we don't get like you know, yeah, a ton of details about it. I love how um, Micah just is with her for a second, and then he's like, "Oh, never mind, you're not my mom." Like his power is so fucking immense, dude. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like I wonder if he eventually will get to the point where he can see through like shapeshifters, maybe because he knows how things work, much like someone else on this show. Mm-hmm. But in a different mm-hmm. way. He but, has good uh, instinct. He does, yes. 
Yeah, so it, it's nice to see Micah again, because it's kind of like um, the thing with Molly, where the kids just get taken off the board for a bit, so... He gets an actual goodbye and like, I put Molly on a plane. <laughs> yeah, right? And it's like, don't worry, we'll see Micah again, and he's, he's gonna grow up! <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh. But, uh, what's going on in that movie theater in, in Germany? Well, the Haitian takes the half of the formula, and I think we didn't mention it in the part before but like this is angela's part of the formula yep and the reason that he's taken it is because she wants it a little closer to home considering the other half is gone fair enough too so that means you know kaito had half and angela had half so he packs the formula up in a briefcase and leaves and hero just walks right up to him and takes <laughs> briefcase all like oh this is mine and the haitian is like no and hero and the haitian are kind of like pulling it back and forth a little bit very slapstick comedy, you know. Mm. And Hero's then like, Usher, Usher? And Anna just runs up and knocks the Haitian out. <laughs> and Hero's like, dude, what? This was not the plan. You're supposed to be an Usher. And Anna's like, yeah, well, maybe I want to make my own plans. I mean, more than just your sidekick, you know? And he was like, oh, my nemesis got to you. Which, well, because the Haitian is down, that means Daphne gets to use her power. <laughs> So she speeds on through and yoinks the case, gives him a little smirk and holds it, and then is gone. And before Hero can give chase, the Haitian has woken up again, powers are off, <laughs> and Hero is unable to leave. Mm-hmm. He's pissed, and Popcorn's not going to fix it. Nope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Ando's bit where he's like, I'm sick of being your costume sidekick. Maybe this Robin should learn how to fly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And I agree. He should. Especially because, like, Hero is being kind of a dick to him right now. He's being a dick to him the entire season so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He got <laughs> spared that in season two because, like, Hero kind of, like, had left without, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. He got to read about Hero's little adventures, and then he came back, and it's like, oh, God, you're kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love it so much when he's like, Usher! Uh, movie Usher! <laughs> and Ando just pops up with the fucking sandbag and just nails him. Yep. It's so good. I love that bit. I forgot how much I like that bit. Like, well, that was a mistake, but okay. <laughs> hey, it kind of worked, except for they started arguing, so. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Hero tries to be all like, oh, Ando, you're, you're letting our nemesis get to you. No, you are. <laughs> you fully yes. are. Mm-hmm. You were not focusing right now, friend. Trudeau's been like, yes, and popped out. Yeah. Uh, silly boys. Now now they've been <laughs> caught by the Haitian, and Angela's going to be not happy with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, back at the bank, the hostages do get released. He's a man of his word, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And Knox has what he wants. He has Bennett, and he grabs him, and he makes him sit. And he's like, you took away my life. And Noah's just unflappable. He's like, you're a criminal, Knox. <laughs> like, of course you were locked up. And Knox is like, well, criminals get trials and lawyers. And I got stuck in Super Guantanamo. And he goes, and again, very correctly, lots of people are really nailing Noah in this episode. To the wall, if you will. Uh, I think you get off on being judge, jury, and executioner. I think you've nailed it, Knox. I think you nailed mm-hmm. it entirely. And so Peter is over there struggling, and uh, he finally figures out what Jesse's power is and how to use it. And it's sonic manipulation, so he can just, like, yell 
and just blast people with sonic waves, basically, with, like, sound waves. And it's over for you hoes now. <laughs> so he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna wreck up the joint. He's gonna save Noah. And he certainly tried to, but then uh, time stopped. And uh, who shows up but our favorite guy, Future Peter. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> Impeccable timing, as always. He is a menace. He comes in and he gets to do the thing that's fun when they have a stop time scene where he gets to kind of walk through it and look at everything. And he looks at Noah and he's like, hmm. And, you know, he's just kind of walking around and he goes over to Jesse and he shoves Peter right out of him. And then it's Peter on Peter action. They get to talk to each other. And future Peter is like, bud, I did what I did to try to save the world. But now the future is different. So, you know, we I fucked up, basically. And we needed to fix it. And Peter's like, I don't know what you're talking about, bud. Like, this is not my problem, pretty much. Like, you're a bastard. And future Peter's like, hmm, what if I take you into this future and you can see exactly what I'm talking about and how serious this all is? And so he boops him into the future. See you next week, guys. (laughs) See you in the future next week. We're going to the future. Going to the future. (laughs) Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. And so time resumes. Jesse's back to normal. And Noah's like, Peter, yay, you saved me. And he's like, Peter's not here right now. And Noah gives this great, like, gulp to the camera and is pulled away. <laughs> There's so much Buster Keatony shit even outside of the theater. Like, the little mm-hmm. string instrument sting when he does that and everything. Like, it's totally played for laughs. So A hundred percent, yeah. Fucking that guy. That future Peter guy. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, it's really funny because it's like he stopped everything in the bank, but I wonder how wide his radius of time stoppage was, much like how Daphne questioned Hero about it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Siler was stopped for a minute and then, like, you know, resumed and was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> where's that little Japanese bastard? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like eye moves, like. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, his eye moves while he's stuck. <laughs> He's done it before. He has. He totally has. That's canon. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, Outside of all that, we go back to Claire and Meredith, and they are going into a shipping container. And I hope with all of my heart it's the same one they used for Peter in season two. Why wouldn't it be? It makes Could sense be. to reuse it. So, mm-hmm. uh, they go inside, and Meredith apparently is going to train Claire on how to fight, or so she says. Um, she does this whole bit about like she needs to learn how to survive first, and so she starts heating up the metal walls. And Claire's just like, "Oh, I've already learned. You know, I master survival, dude. I need to learn how to fight." And she's like, "There's some things you can't fight, Claire, and you got to learn that." So. This whole thing is unfolding and it becomes clear, like, Meredith's not there to train her. She's, she's gonna, they're gonna have some, some time together to really get to the root of all of this, hopefully. But we don't spend that much time with them at first. We have other things to do. What do we need to handle? Hmm? At the bank, dude. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, before we get into that, I have a crackpot theory. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, do go. I love these. It's a style of crackpot theory. Oh, I love him. All right, go on. Um, we were just talking about how he was able to look while time was stopped in season <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. And you know, my favorite theory, uh, Siler can teleport. Uh, yes. <laughs> what if Siler can speedster, but he doesn't like to use it because it's hard on the body. Okay. So 
he can go fast and quiet. Okay. He doesn't do it to the degree that Daphne does, where, like, things go flying everywhere. Oh, so he's, like, a mini speedster. But he can do, like, maybe a little of speed. And that's why when Hero stops time, he can still move. Shit. I mean, that's valid, because you see that a lot, like, just in the Flash universe, for example, like, in the comics, there's any number of speedsters, and they all have different levels of speedster power. Mm -hmm. So... I could see him being, like, a sprint, not a marathon kind of guy. Yes. Yep. He's not a Daphne where she can go across the whole planet pretty much if she wanted to. Right. And it would explain why he could move while Hero had time stopped. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Right. Also explains the Danko where he's on the roof. I will give you that more than I will give you teleportation, is right. what I will new, give you. New contender <laughs> for the Ken Siler teleport theory. Because it's like, it's like one of those powers that would show up on, like, Misfits, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's kind of cool, but what you can really, what can you really do with it in most situations? And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, he could use it a little bit, though. It even yeah. explains how he gets away from Parkman at the beginning of season one. Yep. yep in that yep. corridor, he just zips on past him, even though they thought like, he went zip- up. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All right. I- I'm, 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 I'm willing to bend on this. <laughs> No, I, I, I think it definitely makes more sense than teleportation, which, again, I think he would use all the time. But something like a little short-distance burst would be like someone he killed early on and was like, oh, well, you know, just another brain to the pile, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because he found other things he liked more. So. Yes. Like TK. Mm-hmm. It's okay. also why Dale couldn't hear his footsteps. Yeah, he's like, zoop. Yep. There weren't any. Mm-hmm. That you could hear. Like, I, I was just like, Boop. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> a little sidetrack, but like, I I'm, was like no, sitting here I'm, thinking I'm, it while you were telling us about the Meredith and Claire thing. The whole thing was like, what if he can speedster? <laughs> that's why when you flossed, I was like, wait, I have an idea. You're, you were you were doing the me thing, which is you were talking about some other characters. Now I was just like, I want to talk about, I just want to think about Siler for the next five minutes. <laughs> Just about him, just as a character. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's... I do like that. I like that a lot more than teleportation, so... Okay. Okay. All right. I'll endorse that. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, now we'll go back to the bank. <laughs> and Noah's getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> And it's all, ugh, turns out the man with the plan has no plan now. And he looks at Knox and he's like, you know what? Turn yourself in and no one has to get hurt. And of course, this pisses Knox off more. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Just a man with a partner standing right behind you. Oh, hi, Siler. Oh, what's up, bud? <laughs> Siler didn't listen, of course. He's in the bank. He doesn't listen. And he immediately goes into action. He uses telekinesis to hold back Knox and to silence Jesse. And before Flint can burn Siler, Noah shoots him. Pew! And he's like, I told you to stay put. And Siler's like, you told me that to make sure I wouldn't, didn't you? And Noah just smiles at him like, hmm, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Aww, reverse psychology, Dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've never thought of it like this before, but I was like... He's not begging for his life, Knox. He's offering you yours. (laughs) Oh, man. He was. 
He was. Yeah. So let's dip back over to Claire and Meredith. Let's. In their shipping container where Meredith is heating it up. Claire's like, what is this going to prove? I've walked through fire before and I've not gotten burned. And Meredith's like, huh, I haven't gotten burned, huh? But have you suffocated before, Claire? Because the air in here is getting pretty thin. And you can tell Claire's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And so she's like, Claire, why do you want to hunt bad guys? And Claire's just like, it's like I told you, I just want to, you know, do good. I want to fight bad guys. (laughs) And Meredith then explains waterboarding to her, like, you know, your mind thinks you're going to die. And Claire starts having flashbacks to Siler's assault on her in her house. And she's like, all that that happened to you, it must have made you feel trapped and hopeless. And she's like, no, I just want to help people. Stop asking me why I want to do this. And she's like, you know, (laughs) gasping for breath at this point. And then finally Claire breaks down. And she admits it. She wants to hurt him for what he did to her. And her finally admitting it makes Meredith stop her fire. And Claire is able to walk out of the shipping container. She wanted to get to the truth behind why Claire was like, I want to go be- hunt bad guys. Yep. You think mm-hmm. she's being like, cool mom, but she's not. She's actually trying to be a mom to her. Yes. Trying to be like, Claire, let's like, let's be real with each other. Mm. <laughs> Let's try to unpack this thing you refuse to talk about. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're no Peter Petrelli. You're not your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're, yeah. you're not, you're not supreme hero, Peter Petrelli. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I love this bit more now than I did at the time. Um, yes. Because I understand the context, I think, better. And I also love the idea of, like, okay, there's plenty of things you can suffer through without dying. Like... Like, yeah, just the asphyxiation thing I thought was smart. Um, it's also showing you what Adam's going through right now. Hey, yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. He can't stay dead, but he's going to suffer every time. So, yep. yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, I liked her little breakthrough, and it'll be interesting to see what she does with it. Meredith's trying to be a mom a little bit. She's trying to be a mom. She never got the chance to be one, and so now she's trying to make up for it. And she knows that. It's one of those things that's like, Sandra is a great mom, and what Meredith said is also kind of true. She can't relate to her the same way. Mm-hmm. So, it would have to be Meredith who could break through to her. With it, with Meredith, too, the, the hard thing is it's not like she gave her up on purpose. Yeah, definitely. It was all the company's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Claire. She's really going through it. She's had the assault. She's had the trauma. Now she has to face her own trauma in order to be able to get past it truly mm-hmm. and for her that means revenge and we'll see if that happens and if that helps do you know what they say about revenge though right <laughs> the dish best served cold i was thinking dig two graves ah uh, see they say a lot of things about revenge i guess they do i was like actually you could say a lot of uh, yeah, I was like, it's like dig two graves, but they both can't die. <laughs> so yeah, like well, you know, hard. I mean, you could yeah. just shove them in there, cover it up. You sure could. Yeah, we've seen it now. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, back at the bank, everything's getting sorted. Uh, Noah's taking Flint away to get patched up, and uh, Siler, he's feeling a bit peckish, <laughs> a, little, a little hungry. <laughs> so he strolls on over to Jesse. And he lets Knox get away accidentally. And he makes Noah watch while he murders Jesse for his power. Which, frankly, if he could have seen what Knox did earlier, he would have picked him over Jesse, whose power is, like, honestly B-minus tier. 
Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's all like, oh, Jesse's power, Jesse's power. I'm like, meh. Nox is the cool one. People are scared of Siler all the time. He would be fucking, like, insanely strong. So, yeah. But he can't fight it, Rachel, because it's the hunger. Oh, he's a bad guy. And he can't be He can't be anything else. Mm-hmm. I hate the hunger storyline. Everybody knows it. So, <laughs> like, I, I, I like, um, Noah is almost a little disappointed in this turn of events. He's very disappointed. Where he's like, okay, maybe we can work with Siler a little bit and get him on the right path. And then, like, yeah. instead he just locks him out and is like, it's the hunger yeah. slice. Yeah. <laughs> slice indeed. Mm-hmm. He's just, uh, you know, he's... He's been through a lot, Noah. You're going to have to use all of your, like, A-plus fathering skill. Oh, wait. Hold on. You're going to have to really learn how to be an A-plus father to this young man. <laughs> because with Claire, it was easy for 16 years. So, mm-hmm. And only now are you dealing with the, the teenage angst and stuff. And that's hard for any parent to deal with. And this is a 30-plus-year-old man with teenage angst. So, yep. you know, you're going to have to be there for him. <laughs> oh boy oh golly oh yeah i fucking hate the hunger like there's a lot of things that i'm cool with about season three volume three but the fucking hunger man <laughs> <laughs> i understand okay i understand what they're trying to do there they're trying to give him an affliction so that they can then have this character become a main character and try to redeem him so that it's not like why is the big bad still around again Mm-hmm. So he can hang out with, you know, all of our main characters, and it's not weird. They're trying to give him a thing to get past. So that if he gets past that, then maybe he can, you know, be a hero, if you will. Yep. But it's funny, because people, you know, are weird about that. Like, you know, oh, how can he hang out with people like Peter and stuff when he's killed all these people? And again, I hate to use this example over and over again, but Siler is absolutely a spike. He is in the spike mold. And Spike straight up murdered people in front of Buffy and friends and became one of Buffy and friends. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's easily possible. But yeah, I fucking hate the hunger. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it takes away his agency, and I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'll get into it more later on as we get into that, but yeah. So, mm-hmm. the hunger. So, back to Meredith and Claire. And she apologizes, like, hey, I'm sorry I tricked you like that. But, like, here's the thing. You got a good family and a nice home, and you got to learn to save yourself before you can save someone else. Can I get an amen up in here? (laughs) Um, She's like, there's nothing wrong with just being normal for a little bit. And Claire hugs her like, okay. But as she's hugging her, she's looking at one of the Primatech file boxes. And it's like, oh, Claire's not all about that normal life. She's going to get into mischief. That she is. (laughs) Mm. And (laughs) we pop on over to uh, Africa once more. We see Usutu, and he's finishing the new future painting, which is now Matt holding the same blonde woman, but it looks like she's been really badly hurt. Oops. Also, I love, like, Usutu just being kind of annoyed and resigned just to having to paint Matt all the time. He's like, (laughs) I would love to paint literally anything else, but this is all I see. (laughs) Here you go. Here's your new future, I guess. Um, yeah, so just shows that for a minute, and uh, it's like, what happened? He's like, I don't know, man. That's your future, not mine. And we go back once more to Meredith, who is in the Bennett household on the couch, reading a tabloid. Good lord. Um, I never realized she was reading, like, the National Enquirer before. Um, I thought it was just a regular magazine. She's reading a tabloid on the couch, and Sandra, you know, strolls in. 
and they get into this really great like mom fight <laughs> and uh yeah it's just full on like sandra's like this isn't a game she got attacked and hurt i heard that you know you let her miss school and meredith's like yeah i had to i'm, I'm teaching her to you know not only to try to defend herself but I'm, I'm helping her you know i'm thinking about claire and what's best for her and sandra's like thinking about claire that's me not you like you're basically a guard dog who has, like, a lighter on her hands. Like, you need to calm the fuck down. And Meredith was not taking that. No, 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 sir. She's, like, smothering her. That's the best way to drive her away real quick. And she's right. And so they're just kind of snitting at each other. And then Claire comes downstairs after there's a, uh, there's someone at the door. It's May again! Holy shit! I've forgotten that we ever see her again, ever. Mm -hmm. May is there to pick Claire up, ostensibly. And Claire's like, oh, I forgot to tell you about this random cheerleader sleepover retreat that came out of nowhere. And I'm sure it does not sound suspicious at all for a daughter who is known to lie to her parents now. Okay, can I go? Great. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Certainly not going to get into danger. Goodbye. <laughs> like, really, though? <laughs> yep. Oh, they're like, oh, forgetful Claire. Forget to tell us about these overnight trips. <laughs> like, no. But also, how are you going to stop her? She's already proven that, so... I mean, she's ha she has a track record of being forgetful. Let's look at the stolen car. Well, that's fair. Which also, what car is she driving at the end? I have no idea. But yeah, so poor May though, getting wrapped up in this lie. Mm-hmm. When she has feelings for her, she's like, "West is gone." I guess maybe, maybe now we can finally. No, okay. <laughs> Not this season. Not this season, not this school year, but I'm telling you, college is her time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you close things off for us with the last couple bits? All right. So, Tracy has made her way to California, and she is on Dr. Zimmerman's doorstep. And she knocks on the door, he opens it up, and he's like, oh, the one from Beverly Hills. And she's like, um, can you tell me exactly how you know me? And he's like, oh, I created you. <laughs> and that's all we get there. <laughs> he's so chill he's like i created you come in let's have tea like yeah. what the fuck i created you come on in also he thinks it's barbara at first and he's kind of like gulp <laughs> mm, yes yes bad girl barbara oh. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like oh no it's it's the other one yeah the other one other one we then go to africa and we see matt is munching on something out of a bowl and he's like it's not working and his suit is like, here, try this. And he puts his headphones on. And then we get to see Matt's eyes go white. What? I think people were mad about that when it happened. I think people still I are think mad so about too, that. I think so too, but they can eat my whole ass. So. So. Yeah. Matt's going to be doing some painting, maybe? Looking into the I love how he's like, I don't feel anything. And then he does, and he gets high as balls. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he's like, he's so one of those... Um, <laughs> This storyline is so, like, one of those, like, white people who go up to, like, California to, like, trip on ayahuasca. He's he's very that right now. <laughs> I didn't feel anything, so I ate the whole brownie. Yes, exactly. And also, like, his, like, spirit trip, man. He's gonna, like, learn about himself. Yeah. And, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of wrap up the episode a little bit with a montage while Mohinder's giving a Mohinder log. We see Nathan reading a Bible. We see Micah for the last time for a while looking at a photo of his mother. Aww. Claire is driving in the rain, that box next to her of a uh, Primatech box. 
Uh, we also see Hero and Andal locked up in level five. And from that, we pan over to Siler and Noah putting Flint back in, in his cell. And Angela comes up to Siler and gives him some clothes. And it's pretty clear it's time for him to go back in his cell, too. Yeah, the company jammies. Mm-hmm. Which he takes. And he's like, well, I guess you were wrong about me. And she's like, oh, we'll see. And okay, so can I interrupt you for, like, a quick second for yes. this, then? Yes, 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 yes. This, to me, is what makes him killing Jesse make sense. He's lashing out. Mm-hmm. He's like, even if you were my mom, they don't love me when I do this. And I'm going to do it when you don't want me to do it. And you're going to turn on me like they all do. And then she didn't. And I think he's kind of dealing with that. A test. Yeah. A test. He's big on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I never thought of it like that before, but I was like, huh. The way he's like, guess you're wrong about me. He, he's such a like rebellious little kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. We'll see. She's going to be patient with you, dude. This is a long-term investment for her. So, yep. You're not going to get Virginia crying and freaking out and calling you a demon. She yep. knows what she's dealing with here. I like that. I didn't think of it that way either. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. We then pull back and see that Noah's standing with the Haitian now. And the Haitian's all, am I being replaced? <laughs> <laughs> and Noah's like, only for a little while. Just until I find his weakness, and then I'm going to kill him. To be continued. <laughs> Smiley face emoji. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Smile. So, yeah. TBC. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like I was saying to Rachel before we started properly, I was like, until you find his weakness, the man is a walking Rolodex of weaknesses. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, guy, the guy's, like, insecurities are on all of his sleeves. <laughs> like, take your pick. Yeah. So. He wants a more literal weakness. <laughs> sure. Sure. He wants the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. You could just try cutting the head off. <laughs> <laughs> With all his luck, it would just be like a horror movie where the head still talks. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, this works for everyone else, but not for me. <laughs> I told you Claire was special. <laughs> and now I am too. <laughs> He's like, damn it. Oh, my God. Could somebody write that, like, talking Siler head fic? I'd read it. <laughs> Oh my uh, god. Sassy little bitch he would be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and then yeah, Matt suddenly got a power and everybody was mad about it. I do remember that now that you mentioned it. That people were like, Oh, so anybody can just do that now, huh? Like Yep. People still are pissy about it, but you know. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that perhaps Usuch's power is more than just I can paint things that he's Got the ability to let other people see into the future Maybe as well. Maybe he can share it. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen, you know, Peter be a sponge with powers. Why can't other people? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, like, I guess not a sponge, but like a like a paintbrush, dare I say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Painting on the canvas that is Matt. Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, really, Matt's, par- uh, Matt's power is mental. And he can do a lot of mental powers, not just his first original one. Yes. Like... So this really, he is a character who would make the most sense to. If he tried to do it with, like, Nathan, that would make no fucking sense. No. Unless, indeed, that was Usutu's power. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Matt's already got, like, mind powers as, like, a category, it makes sense to me. He can just open him up like you know. Yeah. Like, if you're willing to accept that Siler can change his brain to make these powers, and you have to be willing to accept <laughs> that 
Someone can expand Matt's brain a little so he can do a power that he doesn't usually have. Honestly, because even explaining Siler's power out loud, I always go, what? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how? But, yeah. It's better than eating him. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. Mostly for Zachary, because he'd have to eat all those gummy brains. <laughs> like they did on True Blood and stuff. It always looked really gross. Oh, yeah. man. Yep. yep. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Gummy, gummy, gummy. Yum, yum, yum. Gummy organs. Yeah, so. Gummy organs and corn syrup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was, that was our episode. Uh, next week, we're going into the future again. A weird one. So Yeah. A very specific one. So Very specific, weird pocket future. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. There's so many cool things in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Peter finds out he has a new brother that he never asked for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> Keisha, tell us our socials, please. Thank you. Cool. Uh, if you would like to get a hold of us, um, you can do so over on the Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast. Um, if you would like to follow our individual accounts, I am Lady underscore Snark. Rachel is that burb there. Burb with a B like Bridget. So... <laughs> That's your new B. There's no B's in this volume. I don't get a better one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm kind of stretching it with that. Uh, what are you tweeting about these days, Rachel? Nothing new, man. Uh, yeah. What the fuck am I even talking about? Oh, I'm flipping out that the UK Utopia is finally on streaming and you all should watch it. That's, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to see a show that takes like a hero's idea and really expands it. Like, it's that. Oh, it's so fucking good. Um, yeah, not the American one, which I haven't watched yet. And I've heard it's, it's perfectly fine. But this is the UK one. This is the one that it came from, that it came out in 2013. And it's wonderful. And uh, everyone should watch it now that they can. Holy shit, it's on Prime. So it's never streamed before. This has always been one of those shows that I'd harp to people about and then have no way of getting them to watch it. So this is very exciting for me. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I'm really stoked. I was talking about it at work yesterday. Just like, ah. Because, like, thinks that I should watch the American one first and then go back and watch the UK one. Because he thinks if I go back and watch the UK one first and then the American one, I'll be disappointed because that's how he did it. Mm. And he doesn't think the American one measures up because he's seen both. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So. I'd agree. Just probably do it that way. Because you already yeah. have seen it before. I have, but it's so good. But yeah, I think I'm going to do it American first. So. Mm-hmm. I want to see little, little Danny Bird's up to. Yeah. Hero's alum that isn't alum yet in our <laughs> in our order of the show, but yes. Yep. But lives in my heart forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be annoying when he gets... He's only in like three episodes, too, and I act like he's just the second coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know I always I mean? feel bad for my, like, Adam stuff, and I'm like, well, he had a whole freaking season. He did. He had a whole arc, <laughs> and he shows up in this one, and he shows up later. Yes. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Luke is in literally three episodes, I dare say, if not four. <laughs> yep. He is. He's in Trust in Blood, Building 2-6, and I think one more. He's only in three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to this, if you would like to email us, we are... Um, eclipsepod at gmail.com 
But the best way to get a hold of us is definitely over on our Discord, for which we will have a link to in our show notes. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much nails it. I think so. Uh, if you like what you've been hearing, get onto your podcast app of choice. Give us a, a, a subscribe and a review and a rating. We appreciate that. But we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipsed. Peter goes into the future to find flying businessmen, a paternal Gabriel, and a Mohinder that didn't continue a skincare regimen. Uh, plus, hey, a buddy from before finally gets a breath of fresh air. Tune in. <laughs>